NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race for a chosen position. Got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Austin Dillon leads the pack off turn number four. And I thought Tyler's car was a little better coming down the stretch. And he had kind of caught me, but we had track position on him. You know, we almost pulled off the victory, but... Banner day for our team. Uh, one, two, finish, like you said. First time in a long time for Richard Jones Racing doing that. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity. Internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another weekly get-together. Boy, it was a great weekend for Richard Childress Racing over the weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. Austin Dillon and Tyler Reddick made it a 1-2 RCR punch in the Lone Star State. Coming up, you will hear from both of those drivers. Austin Sendrick has now won the last three NASCAR Xfinity Series races. He's going for his fourth in a row this weekend in Kansas. We'll chat with Austin about getting the win in Texas over the weekend as well. NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace answers a few questions about his short track days and tells a great story about an enraged fan of the sport in the latest edition of Two with Rusty. William Byron will stop by to preview this Thursday night's race at Kansas. Plus, we'll revisit one of the best finishes in Kansas history in our 48 Stories feature with Jimmy Johnson. But first, NASCAR Today Midday's Kyle Ricky has the latest in what's trending in the sport of NASCAR. Kyle? It was a wild weekend in Texas with temperatures nearly reaching 100 degrees and a fresh face in victory lane. Austin Dillon collected the checkered flag on Sunday with his Richard Childress Racing teammate Tyler Reddick finishing second. It's the first time since 2011 that RCR had a 1-2 finish, something that Dylan says the organization has been working towards. Oh, it's huge. You know, we run a family organization back home and at RCR, and uh, it's so awesome when you cross those uh, railroad tracks. There's a sign when you come in there, and I can't wait to get home because I know what's going to say on that sign that RCR goes 1-2, and 
as a three team brings home the victory at Texas. So that's my favorite thing to do is bring home all the hardworking employees that have believed in me. And um, those are the people that matter the most to me. Our fans are huge, but also our employees that, that dig in and build these great race cars for us. Dylan hadn't won since the 2018 Daytona 500, 88 races to be exact. One of the hottest topics that came out of the weekend stemmed from rookie driver Quinn Hauf. In the closing laps of the race, Hauf turned onto pit road from the middle of the racetrack, causing a crash with Christopher Bell and Nat Benedetto. On top of that rookie mistake, it impacted what would have been the final pit stop cycle, putting leaders Denny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney back in the pack, while Blaney recovered to finish second, Hamlin finished 20th. NASCAR Senior Vice President Scott Miller said they will talk to Hauf before the cup race at Kansas on Thursday night. The incident started a conversation, though, with Brad Keselowski weighing in about NASCAR demoting a driver when they're involved in numerous on-track incidents. Keselowski said he feels he's worked hard enough to race in the cup series and expects to be joined at this level with drivers of similar talent. He would like to see the drivers be able to graduate into this level and be removed when they have repeated issues. It'll be a quick turnaround this week with the Cup Series back in action on Thursday night at Kansas Speedway. For more on these stories and full coverage from Kansas, visit MRN.com. I'm Kyle Rickey. Thank you, Kyle. You'll hear from him later on in the program. Coming up, Austin Dillon has punched his ticket into the playoffs. He'll chat with Woody Kane and later Austin Sindrick. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We saved serious cash with our Progressive Home and Auto Bundle and used the money to buy a new boat. Who's ready to water ski? (laughs) This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough for a new boat. They'll probably spend it on rent or gas money or maybe one of those little plastic wading pools for the yard. Ahoy there! Is what the captain might say on the toy boat in your wading pool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Texas winner Austin Dillon is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It was Austin Dillon taking the checkered flag in Texas over the weekend in the NASCAR Cup Series O'Reilly Auto Parts 500. It was his third career win. Our Woody Kane caught up with Austin this week to chat about that and more. Joined now by Austin Dillon. He drives the number three Chevrolet Camaro for Richard Childress Racing. Got his third career win on Sunday when he drove to the front at Texas Motor Speedway. And Austin, it wasn't easy, but I guess that's the way it should be. You had to overcome three late restarts. Were you chewing your fingernails off through your gloves at the end of that race or what? I was pretty confident, you know, I thought we had a car once we got the lead, um, what it was able to do when we pulled away after the first time that I thought we, we could win with. So, um, you know, throughout the race, if you asked me that question, I wouldn't have said that, but we never had the clean air that we needed. 
Um, but you know, we worked hard and our trend was just uphill all day. We kept moving forward, um, overcame some things early with our pit stall. Um, but you know, all in all to, to come home with a victory, it, it was special. And, uh, I can't thank everybody at Chevrolet, RCR, all of our partners enough for, for the support because without them, we wouldn't have been able to do that. And, uh, it was definitely needed and, and, uh, it was a blast. You mentioned confidence, and that's what I wanted to ask you about. A one-two finish for Richard Childress Racing with your teammate uh, Tyler Reddick right there with you. Now you guys are closing in on where you have to start thinking in terms of playoffs. Are you confident that your teammate can get there with you and that you guys can make some noise if you do? Yeah, I definitely think you know uh, Tyler and his eight team can make it in the playoffs. If they don't win a race, I think they can point, away, point their way in. You know, I think there's some great opportunities coming up for them. Um, they're always in the mix. And, um, in the playoffs, you know, I, I definitely feel like this is probably the best year at RCR that I've had in the cup series, as far as speed has gone, um, to go outright and win a race like that. So the opportunities are there and we want to take advantage of them, try and be the first to, to win all three championships, uh, this year. Strategy wise, you guys took two tires to get up front and, uh, were able to hold them off. And does it seem to you more and more now, like we don't see a guy just get out and just blow people away anymore. Sometimes you have to have a break. Sometimes you have to make a good call, but there's more to it than just sheer speed now, right? Oh, for sure. You know, there's a lot that goes into these races and, um, you know, track position plays a big part. And then uh, being different on strategy, you know, two tires was the call from Justin and I, I needed them. I needed left sides, uh, eight and, Rand and Randall, they took um, fuel only. And I, I feel like that left side tire call was the one that just edged us out. And we also had to have a great pit stop because Kurt Busch took lefts as well. And um, getting that track position on him was good. So pit crew really gets a lot of credit in this win. Um, it was just my job not to screw it up. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, boy, if you could just hang on and be there at the right place at the right time, you can get those victories. Your third career win, but you don't get to rest on your laurels for long. Right back at it at Kansas, another midweek race. Do you like those? And what do you think about racing at Kansas specifically? Well, I think it'll be another solid run for RCR. You know, it's a good track. A mile and a half program's been good this year. Um, it's a racy place. You know, you'll be right up by the fence uh, uh, doing everything you can to find grip. So um, night race, uh, pretty high speeds there. So uh, looking forward to it. I do like the midweek races. I think that's so special. And it gives us the weekend to kind of recharge. It's our only little off weekend, I guess you could say, uh, before we finish off the season of strong racing. So uh, we're going to be working hard, and um, I, heck, I think we can do it again. I really do. You put us in our, put ourselves in a good position. I'd like to have a better draw than we've been getting. Uh, the draw seems to really play into the stage point factor and then track position, but as long as we get that track, track position when it matters, and that's toward the white flag, we'll be in a good place. Along those lines about the midweek races, you mentioned that you like that. We've seen several things that we might not have seen as quickly had we not had the, the pandemic with everything from the choose cone to limited practice to no qualifying. What kinds of things that we've experimented with this year do you like and think might survive going forward? Well, I sure hope the choose rule is something that NASCAR just locks in. I think it was a great addition to the all-star race and I think it helped NASCAR too. I think it kind of got rid of the shenanigans that you see um, in the back of the pack when people are trying to line up and, and puts a lot of stress on NASCAR this way. It's in the driver's hands. They know what they have to do. They get to choose which lane they want. Um, and I think at some of these tracks, it will create some awesome parody and drama and uh, which lane you end up going with. And some of these places are really dominant in one lane. And that's where the places that I feel like it'll make the racing even better. With that being said, uh, you, you mentioned that you do like the midweek races and you, you enjoy the, the lack of practice. What about at a, a track 
for example, you're going to be racing the Daytona road course coming up. Uh, would you like to see at least a shakedown lap or two at a place that you haven't been before? I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, that's definitely interesting. There's a lot of trust in our engineers and our, our crew chiefs with no book to go off of. So um, I'm sure we'll be very conservative in the approach going there. And uh, that's part of it. I'm just glad we're locked in in that case. You know, I, I was looking forward to getting a little bit of practice, but heck, the playing field is the same for all, all except the guys that have run those 24-hour laps. You know, those, those guys are in a, probably a really good position right now. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, those type of people are going to be good at that race and just see what we can learn, try and take something from it to, to be ready for the Roval. When you face a situation like that, do you spend extra time on the simulator or how do you address a, a situation where you haven't turned any laps on a track like that? It'll definitely be a lot of prep going on at the simulator, uh, many hours in it, just trying to get comfortable and, and figure out how to carry momentum and speed. Luckily, there's a lot of left-hand turns, which should help. Um, we'll be working hard to, to make it happen and, and have a good race there. Just over a month now since Ace, your first son, came into the world, you and Whitney uh, getting along fine from all accounts there. But I'm curious, you know, everybody who has a child says, well, I talk to everybody in my family and people I know who have children. But even doing all that, nothing substitutes for doing it yourself. What has surprised you about this first month? Anything? I'm just really thankful for uh, grandmas and my wife. Uh, women, you just grow your appreciation for, for them. I mean, to have a kid and then just go straight into the fact of being a mother and, and working hard to feed them, uh, just all the stuff that goes into them to changing the diaper. I've, I've changed my diapers now. And that's, that's a fun process. And Ace does not like his diaper change. That's the only time he, he kind of cries and whines, which is kind of funny. I kind of laugh at that. <laughs> And, uh, but you know, just a lot of respect for my wife and, and, uh, the grandmas that are helping us out, making it easy on myself. Um, and, and Ace has been good too. So it's, uh, just blessed to have a healthy baby and a great family around me to help support. As young as he is, can you see a few personality traits starting to come forward already in him? Well, I'm sure the crying part, <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, uh, it's cool to see him. You know, I feel like he looks like me, um, but every now and then I, I see a lot of my wife too. So it's, it's cool. Um, he's just growing fast. I mean, he's put on a lot of weight already and it, those days of him being so small are like, I feel like they're fleeting. So you just want to hold him as much as you can right now. Yeah. Everybody says it flies by. Well, Austin, we appreciate your time. Congratulations on the, on the big win at Texas. Good luck at Kansas and going forward, the playoffs will be here before we know it. Right. That's right. We'll uh, work hard, and we got three good ones coming up to start with those playoffs, so a lot of short track racing. There you go. That's Austin Dillon drives the number three Chevrolet Camaros for Richard Childress Racing, our most recent winner in the Cup Series. That was Austin Dillon with our Woody Kane. Thank you, gentlemen, and congratulations to Austin on delivering RCR a big win. Just ahead, we'll hear from Austin Sindrick. He's won the last three NASCAR Xfinity Series races, plus the latest two with Rusty. Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast, and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast, and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. The NASCAR season is back. 
Hi, this is Alex Hayden. We're headed back to the racetrack, and while fans won't be with us in person, the Motor Racing Network is setting up a virtual tailgate party. Tweet us pictures or videos of your race day setup. Use the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. We want to hear from you. Find us on Twitter at MRN Radio. Use the hashtag NASCAR tailgate. We may feature your tailgate on an upcoming MRN program. Be a part of NASCAR's tailgate party on the Motor Racing Network. Austin Cindric keeps winning in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. He'll join us next to talk about it. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. You heard at the top of the show that Kyle Busch lost the win at Texas this past Saturday after inspection found his Toyota Supra was too low and out of compliance with ride heights. Cindric is now the beneficiary, and this week caught up with our Tim Catalfamo. Three races in a row, one of the hottest drivers of the NASCAR Xfinity Series right now. Let's go to Texas, first of all, this past weekend. I know you get the win. Kyle Busch was disqualified, so kind of an unorthodox way, so to speak, of picking up that checkered flag. But nonetheless, a very good victory for you guys. How did that all work out? When did you find out the news that you won the race? What happened late Saturday afternoon in Texas? Yeah, obviously, you want to you want to win the race on the racetrack. And I thought we had a chance to do that. Um, we probably didn't execute as well as we needed to. On, on Saturday, and I felt like, honestly, we deserved to finish second. Um, you know, it's not a bad day to finish second Kyle Busch, but you want to win every race that you're in. Um, but to answer your question with, with with the tech process, I had just gotten done um, putting my street clothes back on, kind of normal deal, walked outside and kind of was going to go to the teardown just to check on my guys like I usually do. And um, the, the 54 was still on the height sticks, and um, I had guys from all the other teams come and tell me congrats and all this other stuff. And kind of shrug it off because you know nothing's ever guaranteed until you know nascar official tells you what's going on but um obviously they they, they weren't able to get the car through heights and uh we, we passed inspection and um i, I got the cowboy point uh, the cowboy hat and the and the points and uh you know i'll take it and be able to move on obviously uh you want to be able to get that done on the track but um, like I said, the, the points mean a lot to me. Now, it was very hot in Texas. I don't have to tell you that. We saw some of the in-car cameras had temperatures close to 140 degrees, and that's kind of been a consistent theme ever since we returned from racing post-pandemic uh, with the shutdown. A lot of these racetracks, Texas, Homestead, Miami Speedway, just to name a few, that are usually run in the spring and even in the fall are now being run in the middle of the day in the summertime. So how much have you had to change your preparation as far as hydration is concerned so you can be at the top of your game for a 300-mile race when it's close to 100 degrees outside and even hotter inside that race car? Yeah, obviously it's extremely hot. You know, even even in the Xfinity races where, where we're only doing 300 miles, you know, it's it's difficult. Um, but I think what made the, the transition back from, from the break so difficult is that we started that immediately after the break. And usually we have the spring months, you know, the 70s, 80 degrees to kind of condition into it, whereas we went, boom, right into the hottest months of the year at some of the hottest, you know, geographic locations of the year. You know, we go to Chicagoland, you know, when we go to Chicagoland, it's hot, it's humid, even even being in the Midwest. I always remember that. That's one that's that's pretty brutal in the summertime in Iowa as well. But um, you, you got you to gotta prepare for it. And I, I feel like I, I do the best that I can do as far as hydrating and physical preparation so I, I had no issues in texas but it, it's definitely hot it de- definitely takes a toll on your road crew and you pick your guys as well but uh it's uh 
it's not easy, but uh, it, w- it wouldn't. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Very true. I want to ask you about the traction compound. That's kind of been a very consistent thing that we've seen in a lot of these mile and a half racetracks, and it's kind of becoming more of a consistent theme going forward. I just want to just get your opinion. Do you think that the traction compound is something that works for you as a driver? Do you like it? Do you think it helps you be able to make passes on the racetrack? Uh, you have to be flexible. You know, that's one thing I feel like I've had to grow on a lot as as a driver in NASCAR is to understand where the grip is and. Uh, how to try out different lanes and 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 obviously we've been able to be on the front side of that early on in these races and I, I think that's really helped uh, propel us to have track position you know with with Kentucky and Texas and, uh, as well as Charlotte so uh, for for me um, it, it is what it is um, obviously the the series and and the racetracks are going to decide what they want to do with it and you know I think three and four was was probably the best it's been as far as being able to use two lanes throughout the race you know especially in the cup race you know, gave guys options. I felt like one and two, uh, you, you kind of had what you had. You had to run in the middle groove, and there wasn't a lot on the bottom, and there wasn't a lot up top. felt like in the cup race, there's probably more in the bottom in the one and two than what we had, um, just with them having more downforce. But overall, we had usable lanes in three and four, and that was, that was more than what you'd probably have without it. So um, if anything, I think it was a positive. Uh, I think there's, there's still more to learn about it. I think as we continue to learn about it, um, the, the tracks in the series are getting smarter and, and more precise with, 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 with that application process. Again, we're talking with Austin Sindrick, driver to number 22 for Team Penske in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Austin, you mentioned Texas and then, of course, Kentucky Motor Speedway. Those are your last two wins. You've won three races in a row. And I know that you guys have become more consistent on some of the oval race tracks, and you've kind of gotten that monkey off of your back, so to speak. I know some guys last year were on you, particularly as a driver, saying that you were only a road course ace, that you couldn't get the job done on some of the mile-and-a-half race tracks. That's clearly not the case. What has it been, though, that has changed the performance on those tracks? Has it been something that you've done with your driving style or the team or maybe a combination of the two of them that's led to that success? Yeah, I think it's definitely a combination. I think we've definitely gotten our race cars um, better than what we started with at the beginning of the season last year. You know, even even when we had guys like Brad Kislowski and Joey Logano in the cars, you know, we, we struggled to, to, to make up some speed uh, early on in the year. And, and we were really able to, to kind of get into a place to where we could progress as a team, start getting aggressive and trying things. And um, I feel like we're carrying that momentum from, from last season. I feel like Ford's done a great job at uh, integrating this, this new body kit into the season. I think a lot of people forget about that is that we, we've got a, we've got a new body kit and, and the body kit from years past was the same one since 2011 or whatever. So uh, there's a, there's a lot of gains to be, to be had there. And uh, I think, I, I think the, folks at Ford Performance did a great job of doing that. Obviously, we have two Fords, and uh, we're one-two in the standings, so um, I, I, th- I think the proof is in the pudding there, so uh, credit credit to those guys where, where credit is due, but um, yeah, I think as far as the driving side of things, I understand what I need for my cars, and, and that's that's 80% of the battle. You know, my, my crew chief can only do so much with, with what I tell him. So if I'm telling him the right things, uh, you know, you, we're, we're usually in a good place. So I, I think Brian's done a great job. I think my, my engineer this year has done a great job at trying to help us unload close, and uh, that's been important with no practice. And then last question for you, Austin. Now you're going to Kansas this weekend. So you've won three races in a row at two different racetracks. Be honest with me. What are the chances that you can win four races in a row at three different racetracks this upcoming weekend? I think I think it's great. You know, we, we've obviously had fast cars, and and that's where it counts. You know, putting ourselves in position to win is is where we where we want to be. And uh, I, I feel like we've we've had the speed. So uh, I think it comes down to execution, and obviously being able to learn for uh, for the playoffs. Driver of the twenty two for Team Penske in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Austin Sindrick joining us. Austin, thanks so much. Cool. Appreciate it, man. Good conversation there with Austin Sindrick and our Tim Catalfamo. If Austin wins Saturday at Kansas. 
He'll become only the second NASCAR Xfinity Series driver to do it. The last was Sam Ard back in 1983. Sam won South Boston on September 17th, Martinsville on September 24th, Rougemont on October 1st, and Charlotte on October 8th. Coming up on NASCAR Live, two with Rusty and later Sunoco Rookie of the Year contender in the NASCAR Cup Series, Tyler Reddick. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. It's Rip the Fence. Alex Bowman is here. Jeff Gordon, your boss, was there one night, slinging back whatever he was drinking. We didn't confirm what he was drinking. Maybe we'll do that in a little bit. He was drinking Stella. Stella Artois. Wow, classy. You can misconstrue that between arrogance or confidence, and, you know, sometimes there's a fine line. I think the mustache was the confidence. Definitely. I don't know, I don't know how I had any confidence after wearing that damn thing. <laughs> it's the Rip the Fence podcast, available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. The Xfinity fastest lap in this past Sunday's race at Texas was turned in by Kevin Harvick with a speed of 182.235 miles an hour. That was turned in on lap 334. The Xfinity fastest lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Another edition of Two with Rusty is coming up. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Wheelan would like to congratulate Austin Dillon and his number three Richard Childress Racing Pit Crew for the win at Texas Motor Speedway on Sunday. They are the Wheelan Pit Crew of the Week. Mired mid-pack throughout the race on Sunday. Austin Dillon, with the call from crew chief Justin Alexander, took two left-side tires on a late pit stop to get Dillon track position, which ultimately sealed the deal. I said, man, i got to have something to, to finish this race off. And he said, all right, we're taking lefts. And lefts had kind of freed my car up all day. I was tight. And when we put the lefts on, it was the call that we needed to, to go on and win the race. And then it came down to just some restarts, not screwing up, and um, making it happen when it counted on those restarts, getting through the gears, timing them, changing up. I had some good pushes. My buddy Kurt Bush, he gave me a good shove, that first one. And then Joey Logano was a lot of help also down the stretch. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheeland is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace won a championship and 55 wins in the NASCAR Cup Series. And he's also got some great stories to go along with those wins. Here's the latest two with Rusty. Rusty Wallace going back to victory lane at Martinsville. How well do you know NASCAR Hall of Famer Rusty Wallace? Rusty Wallace is the 1989 Winston Cup champion. An unfiltered, unbiased opinion on topics that burn in NASCAR Nation. Man, if I would have done that back then, I'd have blew a lot of stuff up. I'd have had problems, <laughs> you know. From the ever-changing landscape of the sport to random facts about the NASCAR Hall of Famer. I'm not a good golfer at all. <laughs> it's two with Rusty. Only on the Motor Racing Network. You know, something we've always done on this feature with you, uh, Rusty, too, with Rusty, Rusty Wallace, um, is we've always kind of brought it back home, short tracks around the country, where we all go on a Friday or a Saturday night is where our drivers grow up. 
Was there a track that you looked at, whether it was with ASA or the late model or Artgo or wherever, that when you saw it pop up on the schedule for that year, you're like, can't wait to get to that track. What track would that be? For me, it, it's we race it like a short track, but it's not a short track. And that's got to be the Milwaukee Mile up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That was a track that we had a great time at. I won there in USAC. Had some big battles with AJ Foyt and guys like that on the short on the Milwaukee Mile. Then had a lot of really good runs in the, with American Speed Association at Milwaukee. And for short track racing, Jeff is one of our majors. It, it really was uh, going to Milwaukee with all the short trackers and running that track was something. Now, it's, it's at the state fairgrounds. Man, we would after every practice session was over at the end of the day, we drank a lot of Miller Light beer. We partied hard. We had a great time. It was fun. Got a lot of sleep, shook it all off, and did it again the next day. And then, uh, boy, I tell you what, on race day, those grandstands are packed solid. You can just feel the excitement in the air. And so, I know I'm rambling on, but it's got to be Milwaukee. It really does for me. Take us back. Who was a guy or two driver or two? as the person to beat when you got to Milwaukee? When I went to Milwaukee, there was three guys you always had to beat, and uh, the number one man was Dick Trickle. The second guy had to be Bob Seneca. Bob Seneca was a guy that was just a winner and won everything up there. Uh, and the third guy had to be uh, Mike Eddy in my era. Boom, oh my gosh, I better throw a fourth in there, and the fourth is Mark Martin. Mark Martin had some of the best ASA cars you've ever seen and ran really, really good at Milwaukee also, so – uh, Mark Martin was fantastic there, and the other three that I mentioned, uh, uh, Bob Seneca, Dick Trickle, Mike Getty, Mark Martin. Those four were the top four that was always on my mind when I got to Milwaukee that I knew that I had to beat. One of these days, you and I need to go back and revisit ASA in your day. That would be fun. All right, one down, one of two. This is two with Rusty. Fans, they either love you they hate you. I know you had a lot of fans that loved you. You probably had a fan or two that hated you. Did you ever have a fan experience where, I don't know, you got out of the race car and somebody was booing you or you got back to the RV lot and somebody was chasing you or wanted to holler at you? <laughs> Anything ever pop into your mind on like, you know, the, the trip down memory lane with a, an irate fan? Oh, my gosh. I, 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 yes. And I'm going to keep it short because this is a long story, but I keep it short. I won the Good Wrench 500 Rockingham, North Carolina. Behind the track was a drag strip. A lot of the drivers would land airplanes on the drag strip. I had a Beechcraft Baron that morning. I flew myself to the track, landed on the drag strip. After the race, I won the race. I still have my uniform on, and I'm the pilot. And I... <laughs> grabbed this beautiful trophy that they gave me from winning the good wrench 500 i walked up the grandstands and this lady is screaming at me the whole time and me and earnhardt got together he was actually a lap down he was trying to get the lap back he ended up spinning and wrecking i went on to win the race and i really wasn't racing dale but dale got a bad end of that deal this lady chased me up the grandstands and down the other side, and I'm running as fast as I can with my trophy in my hand, and I ran through the chain link fence. There was a guard there, and the guard stopped her, and I went and put that trophy in the front seat of my airplane, fired it up, and blew down the drag strip and took off and landed back in Charlotte. I've never had a lady chase me up the grandstands and down the grandstands. Why? I still got my uniform on and a trophy in my hand, but it happened. I love it. 
Thank you. And that is Two with Rusty. That's Rusty Wallace. I'm Jeff Striegel. Join us again for another edition of Two with Rusty. To ask a question for upcoming Two with Rusty segments, join the conversation on Twitter at MRN Radio using the hashtag AskMRN. If you'd like to call in a question... My question was for Rusty Wallace. Use the MRN hotline at 1-844-4-ASK-MRN. Just want to ask Rusty, on the days back when he was driving the Kodiak car... It's Two with Rusty, only on the Motor Racing Network. That was Two with Rusty, brought to you by Blue Emu, Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. Blue Emu works fast, and you won't stink. Coming up, RCR's rookie contender Tyler Reddick, and later we begin to preview Kansas with William Byron. I am proud of this place we call home and the men and women of this nation who stand unafraid, sacrificing everything in order to keep us safe. And in their honor, I salute them in any way I can. I am NASCAR. NASCAR salutes, refreshed by Coca-Cola on NBC and NBCSN. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. Sunoco Rookie of the Year contender Tyler Reddick joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. You heard from Austin Dillon earlier in the show. He won the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 at Texas. Well, his teammate Tyler Reddick finished second in the race at Texas over the weekend. An RCR 1-2 finish. Here's Kyle Ricky's conversation after his best career finish. Yeah, it was a banner day for Richard Childress Racing on Sunday at the Texas Motor Speedway. Austin Dillon claimed the win. Tyler Reddick came home in the second spot, the first 1-2 finish for the teams in about nine years. And Tyler joins us now on the guest line. And Tyler, first off, congratulations on, on a great run in Texas and also the last couple of weeks, three consecutive top tens right now for you and your team. Well, for sure, the, the finishes have been great for our eight group, but um, the path to get there has been very, very, very roller coaster the last, the last three weekends, uh, even further than that. We just, um, we've had good speed in our Chevrolets, but we've unfortunately just encountered some issues along the way, and um, they've really taken away from getting the maximizing the amount of points I think we can get in some of these races. But once again, we, we fought back, got a few good breaks, and uh, we're able to put ourselves in, 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 in position to take advantage of the situation that was unfolding around us. And that meant uh, staying out and, uh, or excuse me, taking fuel only and, and push the envelope, which we did, and it almost worked out in our favor there. It did. Uh, walk us through that call and what goes through your mind when those decisions are being made. I'm all for aggression. Um, I think my driving style has always shown that. 
And uh, on top of that, I just have a lot of faith in Randall Burnett and our entire team. So when it comes time to make a decision like that, that's really, really off the beaten path of what the traditional calling of the race, um, you know, goes for, I'm all for mixing it up when you got that many laps left, when we're at a place with not as much fall off as we see at other tracks, all the things that, that, that stacked up, we're kind of in our favor there to just go for it. We, we seem to have good pace on the long run, uh, even without the track position. So I was all for pushing the envelope and trying to get something out of that. And, um, we very much so did, we got a good finish and, uh, you know, we almost pulled off the victory, but banner day for our team. Uh, one, two finish, like you said, first time in a long time for Rich Childress Racing doing that. So nonetheless, a great day for our organization. Uh, we got Austin locked in the playoffs, so we can just really focus on getting the eight car all the stage points and, and keep trying to put ourselves in those positions to win like we did, uh, you know, uh, on Sunday. Had a couple of restarts late in the race after the caution that, that put you guys toward the front of the field after that pit stop cycle. What more did you need uh, to get by Austin? It's really hard to say. Um, you know, I, I didn't do the greatest job of, of launching in the restart zone. The one time I was in control is a little bit easier on those older tires, but as soon as you're reacting, it's very easy to slip up. And that's what I did for sure on, on both the restarts where Austin was controlled towards the end. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not going to pin it all on that, but, you know, it definitely um, made it more challenging to try and get back up there with them in battle. But we, we gave everything we had. It didn't work out in the end personally for, for the eight team. But like I said, great day for our team, a great day for organization. Um, and, it, you know, it just, it, it I kind of said it, um, you know, earlier in the week, it kind of validates how I felt about our cars and our capabilities potentials uh once we got that track position it showed richard talked uh during his post-race conference about the chemistry and how important that is between driver and crew chief he talked about austin and, and justin alexander how strong is the chemistry right now with you and randall obviously you guys have found a lot of success the last couple of years uh both in the xfinity series obviously a very successful year a season ago and and now what halfway through your your rookie year in cup yeah, chemistry's been, I mean, spot on from the beginning, it seems like. We've just meshed really well together from the get-go, um, and that was well before our first ever ever race, first ever outing together as a team. Um, you know, way back in December when I was celebrating winning the championship with Junior Bar Sports, me and Randall were already uh, bonding really well. He came to the championship celebration, him and his wife, Deanna, and we were all having really good fun as, um, you know, is Randall and, and Dave Owens are also good friends and know each other a long time. So uh, it just fit really well and it showed from day one and it continues to stand that way and still works really well. I mean, we just, our backgrounds are very similar. We both love dirt racing. We both spent a lot of time growing up in the Midwest. Um, so we just, we can just relate to one another pretty well. Absolutely. Uh, Kansas is Thursday night, a uh, quick turnaround uh, for you and, and the entire series. Ninth there a year ago in your second ever Cup Series start, two runner-ups there in Xfinity. What is it about the Kansas Speedway that you enjoy? And is there much you can bring from the success of the last couple of weeks at Kentucky and Texas, two more mile and a half to, to this mile and a half at the Kansas Speedway? You know, I just kind of was getting over the fact and was glad I was leaving Texas because I've ran second there three times now. 
I've never won, and I'm realized I've ran second at Kansas twice in Xfinity car. I never won, so I can't get a get away from that right now, being that close and not being able to get the job done. But um, you know, Kansas was a huge confidence booster for me last year. Um, I think we had ran that race before. I'd even won a won a Xfinity race uh, when we ran that Cup race there, uh, and so for me to go in there and run that good. Um, first time really in a car of that style racing against the best of the best is a huge confidence booster for me. And, um, I think it really helped me on the Xfinity side for the rest of the year. So, um, I love the track. I love the progressive banking. If you will, you have a lot of options every time we go there. But, uh, when we ran that race in the spring a year ago, uh, the package was pretty new to a lot of the drivers. And I think we were able to take advantage of that a little bit with our strategy and game plan going into that race. Uh, the field's a lot tighter now. Everyone kind of knows what they need to do. So it's going to be more challenging. Um, but I have faith that, you know, we make the right calls. We take advantage of some track position at times. We'll be able to get our way up there and, uh, you know, hopefully get a good draw and, and some other things go our way to, to help get the ball rolling early in the race for us. That was Tyler Reddick and our Kyle Ricky. Good stuff, gentlemen. When we return, we'll preview our trip to Kansas with Hendrick Motorsports driver William Byron. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. So, traffic has been crazy lately, right? And rush hour? Forget it. Nobody wants to let you merge onto the highway. But hey, somebody let you merge or you wouldn't be there, so drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. We'll preview the NASCAR Cup Series race at Kansas with William Byron next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The NASCAR Cup Series is at the Kansas Speedway this week, a track of which seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson has grown quite fond over the years, taking the checkers at Kansas on three occasions. And some might say that the most memorable of the three had to be the first. In 2008, Johnson was chasing his third championship in a row, and in September, the 48 team visited the Land of Oz for the Camping World RV 400. At the end of the race, a 38-lap green flag run saw Johnson leading, with local hero Carl Edwards chasing down the champ. For the final time up the back straightaway, here comes Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards. This is the battle for the win here in Kansas. On the final lap, in what some describe as a video game-like maneuver, Edwards drove his 99 Roush Fenway Racing Ford deep into the corner, but could not make the move stick. Here's Edwards, bonsai move to the bottom of the racetrack, slides under Johnson, he'll grab the lead, he's in the wall, Edwards slams the wall and Johnson cuts back to the bottom. Jimmy Johnson comes back to the bottom as Carl drives it in too hard, he hits the wall, Jimmy Johnson is going to win today, taking the Camping World RV400. Carl Edwards blew by him like he was chained to a stump going into turn three, but he drove it in so hard there, Mike Bagley, that it took him right into the wall. He drove it too deep, a bonsai move to the bottom of the racetrack, had the lead, slid up and around Jimmy Johnson. 
Johnson, but couldn't woe that car down in time, slammed the outside retaining wall, and Johnson cut his car back to the bottom of the racetrack, and it paid off as he's going to Gatorade Victory Lane here this afternoon in Kansas. Well, we can't wait to talk to Carl Edwards here in just a moment. Also, the winner, Jimmy Johnson, will be right back. The move from Edwards surprised Jimmy as he documented in Victory Lane. Man, those last two laps, I'm not sure where the 99 came from. Before that, I got through traffic a little better than he did, and um, thought I had stuff under control. I was certainly getting tight and uh, you know, was nervous about that, but he found some speed somewhere, and, uh, man, he closed up on me. Um, I, I knew he was a dirt track racer, and I knew the slide job was coming, so I just got ready for it. And Man, if he, uh, he went in there probably 30 car lengths too far and pounded the wall, and <laughs> I was watching him. I was more impressed the fact that he didn't wreck and still stayed in the gas when he hit the wall, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is for the checkers. i got to keep my, my focus where I need to. Um, just a, an awesome race, and... Uh, you know, the fans got what they paid for today. And as a matter of fact, Carl Edwards wants to see a replay of what happened. From your cockpit, Carl, what happened out there in the Bonsai run? Uh, well, we didn't come here to uh, run second. I was just doing everything I could. And um, that works in the video game sometimes. You can just bounce off the wall and keep going. But uh, it just didn't work. Jimmy did a great job. My guys did a great job. I just appreciate the support from all the fans. I really want to win this thing for you guys. Um, we'll be back next year to do it again, uh, hopefully two times. Johnson went on to score victories at Martinsville and Phoenix, and he won his third consecutive championship, tallying seven victories overall in 2008. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. I'm Kurt Becker. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The NASCAR Cup Series races in Kansas Thursday night in the Super Start Batteries 400, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Motor Racing Network's airtime is 6.30 p.m. Eastern. NASCAR Today's Woody Kane chats with William Byron about racing in Kansas. William Byron joins us now, the driver of the number 24 Camaro at Hendrick Motorsports. And midweek racing again, William. This time it's going to be at Kansas Speedway under the lights. Are you kind of getting used to this whole thing now? Yeah, it's um, definitely getting used to the the fact that we have races coming rapidly around the corner, but I really like it. I mean, it, it really kind of keeps my brain and, and th- everything active. Uh, you know, I don't have a f- too many days to really harp on the previous race or, or just kind of to just to not do anything. So I think it's great to have that next race coming up all the time. What track would you compare Kansas most closely to? Uh, Kansas is probably, it's closer to Charlotte, um, in terms of grooves moving around and, and having the ability to make the outside lane work. Um, yeah, I think the outside lane is probably the preferred groove as a, as a race goes along. Um, but then it's kind of similar in smoothness to uh, Texas or, uh, or repave. So it's, it's a fairly smooth track. It's starting to get some grain to it and some, some character, but great track. Honestly, it's, it's one of the best mile and a half. I think that we have, uh, for racing. You're one of the guys who's battling for a playoff spot now looking for either a, a win or to point your way in. So when you approach races now, are you thinking accumulate as many points as I can and chase stage points? Because that strategy is often different than if you're going for the race win. Oh, most definitely. I mean, it's all about points right now. You know, we, we've got to, uh, we've got to have a good week every, every week in terms of stage points and finishes. So, um, that's honestly what it's about for us. Um, you know, and, and once you kind of build a 50 point cushion, I feel like you can race more aggressively. Uh, that's kind of the cutoff number for, for me in my perspective. Um, when you're in that 30 point range, you're, you're well within, falling out. So you got to kind of get that buffer and that cushion of, of a one race cushion essentially. Um, which for me is about 50 points, um, give or take. So 
I think honestly, we, we were there a couple weeks ago. We had a tire issue at, at Indianapolis that really, really killed our, our efforts there. So um, just got to rebound and, and hopefully we can have that performance with Texas. Thank you, gentlemen. William Byron will race Thursday night in Kansas with the NASCAR Cup Series. MRN broadcast time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We've got all the coverage for you in Kansas this weekend, including the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series race. That's 6.30 p.m. Friday night in their first of a doubleheader. We'll have the Arca Menard Series at 10 p.m. Eastern on Friday. Plus, Saturday, the trucks will race again at 1 p.m. Eastern, and the NASCAR Xfinity Series will race in the Kansas Lottery 200 following the truck race MRN airtime, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Coming up this week in NASCAR history. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. Here's how we long for Skechers Wide Fit. Regular shoes feel cramped and uncomfortable. Kind of like getting stuck in the middle seat of an airplane. Excuse me, that's my armrest. I'm pretty sure that's my armrest. But wide fit shoes from Skechers feel like this. Mr. Long, you've been upgraded. That's why I wear Skechers Wide Fit. They've got extra room throughout. Plus Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam. They're like first class for your feet. Find Skechers Wide Fit at a Skechers store near you or wherever stylish shoes are sold. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. As we do each and every week here on the show, we end things with a little history lesson. And with that lesson, here is Professor Susie Armstrong. Susie? Thanks, Mike. This week, we totally take a trip back to 1987. Totally. Sisters Anne and Nancy Wilson were side-by-side in the band Heart, climbing the charts together with the rock hit Alone. Elizabeth Shue tried to keep the kids alive and collect her two bucks an hour in the hit comedy Adventures in Babysitting. Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton put the chill on presidential hopes, declaring he wouldn't run for the 1988 Democratic nomination. Budweiser's spokes puppy Spuds McKenzie showed America how to party down and Alan Kowicki and Dale Earnhardt put on a little lead-swapping soiree, dicing to the checkers in the Summer 500 at Pocono Raceway. Side by side of the long pond stretch, the Greenfield Wisconsin driver, Alan Kowicki, going for it as they come to the end of the long pond stretch, into the tunnel third. This time, the advantage to Kowicki. Contact is made. Earnhardt gets into the side of him. Now Earnhardt back to the inside, and he leads. Kowicki is closing. The young driver from Wisconsin trying to become the eighth different winner of the season. Earnhardt takes him out of turn number three, the race to the checkered flag. Earnhardt will win it by three car legs. 1989, Iron Mike Tyson KOs Carl Williams in a minute 33, coveting control of the heavyweight boxing title. Madonna pours five million bucks into a lavish Art Deco music video for the dance pop hit Express Yourself. 
Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan deal with high-maintenance encounters as the hit comedy When Harry Met Sally opens in 41 select theaters. And Bill Elliott clashed with Rusty Wallace in the waning laps around the tricky triangle to win the AC Spark Plug 500 in the Pocono Mountains. The Ernie Elliott-engineered Coors Thunderbird of Bill Elliott exits the tunnel turn down the short chute, entering turn three. No traffic at all now as he comes high, drops it right down on that white line, low line as they move off of turn three. Bill Elliott heads to the checkered flag. Bill Elliott won this race last year. He's on his way to making it two in a row for himself here at Pocono as he comes down to the line. This crowd comes to their feet and waves to Bill Elliott as he takes the checkered flag and wins the AC Spark Plug 500. Finishing second will be Rusty Wallace. 2002, William Peterson headlined the forensics crime team in the top-rated CBS drama series, CSI. Pop-punk queen Avril Lavigne's debut album, Let Go, performed strong, with the lead hit single, Complicated, riding at number one on the charts around the globe. Apple boasts of a 4,000-song capacity as the computer gadget giant releases the second-generation iPod. And reigning Daytona 500 champion Ward Burton made it a 2002 twofer in the Granite State, nabbing his final career Cup Series victory in the New England 300 at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Final time into turn number one. Ward Burton and the Caterpillar Dodge on his way to victory lane in the Granite State. Off turn two to the back straightaway. He won the season's biggest race, the opener of the Daytona 500 in New England, where his crew chief Tommy Baldwin hails from. Looking for win number two in 2002 in car number 22. After starting the season off with a win of the Daytona 500, Ward Burton finally in the 19th race of the year goes back to victory lane. He wins the New England 300. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. Appreciate the history lesson. Also like to thank Austin Dillon for spending time with us, as well as Austin Sendrick, Tyler Reddick, and William Byron. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you as well for joining us. We'll chat with you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Culbreth. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.